Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The World Show with Nikki B. I'm Nikki B. Thank you for being with me on today's journey across the globe with music that deserves to be heard. It is The World Show and I am bringing the world to you. Because right now we're joined from Italy by Nicola Conte. Welcome to The World Show, Nicola. Oh, Nikki. Yes, it's so good to have you here and to have you for a full feature. As I said, we did speak on the phone a couple of years ago. I think when you came to South Africa to perform, I know you were working with my colleague, Sis Brenda, and uh, you've also worked on her show recently. So you're definitely a favorite of Kaya FM. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm really thrilled to hear that. Yes. And you know, as I said to you, I've been a fan of yours for as long as I can remember. I think I first came across you in the early, early 2000, um, something like that. And, um, you know, for me, you were one of those people who was a trailblazer in many ways. It was the time, the late 90s of the acid jazz sounds that were coming out and very innovative. And for me, I always considered you a pioneer of those acid jazz and global jazz sounds. So can you tell me a little bit about that time when you released your first album? And, you know, what was inspiring you at that time? That was a time of of big changes towards the end of the 90s and beginning to the new century. We were coming out from the, the acid jazz thing uh, that actually was drying up a few years before. And, um, and so for me, it, it was uh, kind of taking a major step. And uh, my first album at that time was entitled Jet Sounds, and um, it was a, a psychedelic kind of uh, imaginary soundtrack. Uh, in, in fact, it was drawing inspiration from mainly the Italian soundtracks, but also from a lot of psychedelic music or psychedelic jazz and some Indian kind of, you know, raga, Ayu sitar on several tracks and it was through the Italian sensibility there was also a strong imprint connected to Brazilian music but everything was drawn into you know this my imagination of this you know kind of a imaginary soundtrack yeah this is what i said but you also a guitarist so i mean you're a dj a, a producer a musician a collaborator when did music start for you and was the guitar your first uh, you know your first instrument your first introduction to working as an artist i mean guitar was my first love at a very early age but at one point i kind of understood that um, in order to um, because what what um, what we did here in the 90s was to uh, make something in opposition to the mainstream yes. and because we were jazz hipsters we uh, according to what was happening in London at that time and it, it was starting to spreading all over the world in the early 90s there was this counterculture that was based on on bringing back musical important uh, sounds that were almost forgotten at that time so what we did is was bringing the jazz to the people to the young people in the clubs and then promoting concerts 
once we had established an audience. And those concerts were incredibly well attended, uh, but those concerts were not, how can I say, were not commercials. Yes. I mean, the music was not commercial at all um, and was like uh, collecting all different sources from hip hop to to jazz funk to to Brazilian jazz samba to to African things and and all tied up together um, with our sensibility. So when I made my first records, it was mostly kind of um, he had this hip hop influence, like a hip hop DJ producers, and this is what I did. But once that album was done. I had to move on. And then the next step was to getting closer to an acoustic sound of jazz. And that means more live instruments and putting together a band. And so that's when the guitar uh, was starting to have a major role into that development. Yes. And am I correct in saying that you actually started with a classical background? Yeah, my mother sent me to take a classical guitar les- lessons to a very famous uh, <laughs> classical guitarist in um, in my hometown. Yes. And so what point did you, inverted commas, discover jazz as a sensibility? Because I think even with your first album and the integration of hip hop and other elements, you've always been jazz at your core, but also totally groove <laughs> you know yes. yeah but 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 you know like like hip-hop it's not just to me it's it's an attitude like like jazz is an attitude you don't necessarily have to uh, deliver hip-hop beats uh, but you can make the music with a kind of a hip-hop attitude that means sampling that means you know creating grooves uh, and, and melting all those things together um, a, a different sense of harmony Everything is possible. You can have dissonant things. Uh, uh, you can have very strong melodic passages. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's w- what happened to me is that all of a sudden I'm a white European, but I come from south of Italy, which was a land of a cross-cultural melting pot since since you know forever (laughs) and um everything is is filtered with um through my cultural backgrounds uh that implies a very strong european influence uh, a sort of you know a european romanticism that uh, that i think is um is one of the characteristic of my music so it's just uh, not coping uh, African or Afro-American, but you know, understanding the essence of it, and then trying to uh, create something that uh, can speak to to everyone. Beautiful. You know, besides mm-hmm. the color of the skin, besides the cultural heritage.
Absolutely. And thank you for that because you've just given me an answer or a thought that I can use if you don't mind. Jazz is an attitude. <laughs> Hip-hop is an attitude. I love that because it kind of sums it up. What is jazz? It's an attitude. I love that. Thank you. And you know, you speak about this, but with this album that we're celebrating today, People Need People, there's a very strong African element. And I want to talk about that and the making and the concept of this album in a minute. But I think for now, let's uh, listen to the opening track. It's such a beautiful album. It's so rich and diverse. And I want to speak about this project because as I explained to you, if I had to go back to uh, Nicola Conte's repertoire of music, then we'd be here the whole night. So tonight I'm focusing on People Need People and this is the first track. Nicola Conte with me on the World Show. The album is a collaboration with Nicola and his longtime friend and uh, uh, musical brother, I suppose, Gianluca Petrea. This one coming up now, Hold On To Your Dreams. FM 95.9 You see, I told you This album, we all need it at the moment Hold on to your dreams Of course, it's People Need People That's the album With us is Nicola Conte And the project is um, essentially at the core Is uh, Nicola with Gianluca Petrea Hold on to your dreams Who's featured there on vocals, Nicola? Uh, She's Deborah and um, she comes from, I think she lives in Boston, USA, but she's originally from Haiti, I guess. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, family or a root. And um, she appeared um, on a track by uh, Terry Lyne Carrington, the, um, the Afro-American drummer who was nominated for the Grammys. So she appeared on a video singing this this song, and uh, yeah, I think she's she's fantastic, beautiful. Yes, all the people you collaborate with are beautiful. But let's start actually first about speaking about your relationship with Gianluca because you released a previous album together. When did your relationship start, and when did you first release as a, you know as as a, as the two of you? That, 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 that goes way back in time. I first met Gianluca, I think it was 1994 or 1993, uh, when we organized a concert with uh, the very young talent coming from the conservatory in, in my hometown, in, in Bali. And uh, he was there and playing trombone. And all of a sudden, everybody took notice of him and he got involved in quite a few bands there were there were flourishing of bands and groups way back then at the time of the fairs um and and since then we always been in touch we got together again at the beginning of 2000 2001 we started recording together uh we did a few tracks and then he was um uh, uh, at the center of my album for Blue Note it was other direction. It was there and it was one of the key elements for that recording. That was in 2003 and 2004. Since then, it was kind of an on and off um, 
relationship with him. And uh, a few years ago, we decided to get together again and this time to re record a full album. We wanted to create something that could be a kind of a bridge between a certain idea of jazz and a certain idea of electronic music or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And uh, the kind of um, main ingredient for that is the use of African rhythm. The use of African rhythms is based on my idea of uh, uh, taking all the unnecessary elements from the music and going back to the main source. Yes. Going back to the, to the original source of everything and, uh, and to the ancient rhythms. So we did some researches. Uh, it took quite a long time to listen to traditional African rhythms from many African regions, uh, from West Africa to South Africa to, to uh, East Africa. And, um, and then, you know, building on top of that something uh, that has also like soul influence and it, jazz is there. Jazz is there. Uh, the, yes. The jazz, jazz is there in, in, in each and every, you know, in each and every part of that. But it doesn't get into the kind of, you know, traditional uh, improvisation or, you know, the, a certain development of the music. As I said, jazz is more like an attitude jazz is just like and um how can i say it's um it's like an, an overall shade that permeates the whole of the music yes and i think that has always been present in all the music that i know from you you know is this attitude of jazz in your explorations but this isn't the first time that you've explored um the roots of african music in your work um you've done it previously uh, um on a couple of occasions yes uh, well you know i've, I've done many times mm. uh the, I think now it's it's more evident, but you know it's if you approach like like I was doing um, at the time of um, other direction or rituals, uh, the African influence was there. Yes. Uh, in some tracks, it was more evident. If I mean, if you're into jazz, you cannot. But <laughs> you, yes. you you have to be into into African rhythms. Uh, this, there's no other way. I mean, it's, uh, that's that's what it is. Um, so, and the kind of rhythmical element is has always been very very important to me. Not not just because of my of, of me being a DJ or a producer. So you know, having to deal with all kinds of grooves. But uh, I think it, that is really the essence of music. I mean, depending from which angle you see it. Um, and uh, if, if I just like uh, uh, get out of um, a certain European uh, conception of music, I find myself, you know, into the African conception of music. And so uh, once I got there, I realized that, uh, you know, th this is what I am. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, and we spoke, in fact, that 
actually brings me to the next track because the next track is one of the tracks on this album that uh, you've joined forces with our very own Induduzo Makatini. How did you meet Induduzo? How did that collaboration come about? The, uh, the, I've been asked to come to South Africa by Brenda and uh, Katligo and um, and uh, um, we we thought uh, that uh, it would be easier uh, in order to make the concert possible to uh, put together um, part of the band from South America of uh, South African musicians. So I um, uh, I've been sent you know a number of videos to watch and I. Uh, I hardly knew at that time most of them, but since I got to know Undududu, I knew that it was the one. Yes, and um, and, and I and I was right. I mean, there were other important musicians at that time uh, that were so kind to uh, take part of this like Tumi Mogorossi on drums, for instance, and Zoe Modica on vocals. Uh, and I came with uh, Gianluca, of course, yes, yes. and with Logan Richardson. And, you know, life is, is really a circle. Uh, like in, um, in, in the Buddhist culture, they have this uh, metaphor of the red circle. So it's like a metaphorical place where uh, people... Um, uh, um, one point in their life are bound to meet. So that was one of those, you know, yes. one of one of those things. And so I met Unduduzu. I mean, it's it's like such a beautiful soul. Is uh, is a great musician, a great composer, visionary composer, uh, visionary musician, and a really beautiful human being. So for me, it was like you know, breathing. Yes fresh air. Yes, that's a beautiful way to put it. And what I did notice about the two tracks that you did with him, and specifically the one I'm going to play now, Tribes, it's a very upbeat, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a totally a dance song, this. It's a tribal dance song, which again is um, because uh, Induduzo is so diverse and vast in what he does, but it's interesting that this kind of upbeat electro groove is what uh, the song that you ended up working with him on. Um, I love that. How did you create these songs? To, uh, was this done, you know, in, in the process of lockdown? Was it done uh, uh, remotely? No, 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 mm. no. I mean, none of the album was really done in the process of lockdown. The album uh, was mostly recorded slightly before and uh, it was conceived uh, two, three years ago, the, the, the um, starting idea. And then it was developed uh, through um, this time uh, up to, I think, the, the, the last touches, uh, only the last touches uh, has been done during, during the lockdown okay. or during the summer here that was uh, open again. Uh, for for a couple of months, so but the the humanistic conception of the album and all the issues that the album uh, 
wishes to bring to the attention to the listeners and to the people uh, were conceived before the lockdown okay um, but it was um, it was uh, something that was coming out from me and from Gianluca it was kind of a deep feeling which if you listen to my previous album the one with uh, with this new project Spiritual Galaxy uh, Let Your Light Shine On there was a uh, they came out in um, 2018 you can you can trace a lot of uh, things that then are on the people need people album as well yes. so it's um uh it's uh, what can i say it's it's a sort of political philosophical view of the world um uh, that uh, we felt very necessary to express Absolutely. And, 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 you know, you talk about the album having been, uh, most of the work having been, been done before. And yet it's almost uh, a prophetic because people need people. And I think what's happened for all of us in the world during this COVID time is we've realized you, through isolation, through the struggles, possibly how much we need other people, each and every one of us. And I think that's such a beautiful message to not only have come out at any time, but particularly in these times, it's made the album even even more pertinent to to our situation. So I really thank you for that. Thanks to you for, for talking about it. Yes, let's hear this track featuring Indoduzo. It is one of the more upbeat tracks. And when we come back on the other side, I want to speak to Nicola about, uh, you know, his life as a DJ. Because uh, I know that's also a very, very important aspect of uh, his musical journey. FM 95.9 How absolutely beautiful Tribes, Nicola Conte and Gianluca Petrea and uh, Tribes featuring our own Indoduzo Makatini, the album People Need People Now earlier Nicola, we were speaking about uh, you know, your your work as a DJ and that's something that you're still close to and I know uh, from what I read also part of this project was also about um, a digging with you and, and Gianluca and going into your uh, your 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 libraries, I suppose. But what is it uh, that you think that working as a DJ or performing uh, gives to you? It gives to me um, a very close contact with the people, feeling their energy, and sharing with them my musical ideas and creating um, a, a zenith. Yes, this is something that you, that you can do. You can do through the concerts, but um, on the dance floor and DJing is um, is even more tribal. Yes, it, I suppose it's 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 quite different. I mean, I'm, I perform as a DJ, but I'm not a musician, so I wouldn't have experienced you know the difference. But I suppose you know one of the things that I love about DJing is that you also see people's response. To, to where you're taking them. Do you find that, you know, sometimes those are the 
the things you notice that you use, that you then translate into your own music because of seeing the way they respond? I feel it is a kind of um, exchange. You learn to to be deeply in touch with other people, to feel other people. Um, and, um, and I think that is a, a great lesson to learn. Yes. Uh, you have to, you have to approach that very humbly. And especially if you consider DJing not as an entertainment, but as some way to explore the music, to, uh, bring out new ideas uh, to play tracks that people never heard before yes. so to challenge them and when it when he when it happens it, it really happened yes and that's what we say you know the role of a dj is not just to play hits look i play what i believe is music that deserves to be heard so like you i've never gone down that commercial route although there's but it's really satisfying when you know that you've been in a position and as you say humbling as well to be able to present to introduce um, different sounds uh, to the audiences and I think DJing for me anyway gives you that very close connection with your audience you know and it is about a journey yes it is a journey and it's really about uh, building a climax which is exactly the same thing that happens when you play yes on I mean st- when you when you play an instrument yes uh, it's all about building a climax it's all about reaching getting to a point where where something totally unexpected may happen and um, and that's you know that happens through the connection yes yes it does happen through the connection and i often say you know you can go from any song, you could go from an a cappella Miriam Makeba song to a deep house track, but it really yeah, you, can de- do, you can do whatever you want. Yes, you but it really depends on yes, for doing it. Yes, and it, but it really depends on how you combine those to how you get there, you know. And I think that's also part of the interest of the journey. So to, these days, you continue DJing as well as performing. Yes, I do. Yes. Now, you've always been a collaborator, a great collaborator, and you've given us a little bit of understanding of that. But why for you specifically is collaboration very important? Because I've noticed in all your work, there's this very generous spirit of collaboration. Because I like to share. I like to get together with other people. I like to... I like the dialogue yes um i'm not i'm not really enjoying myself on a kind of a solo trip yes or ego trip whatever you want to call it yes it is about sharing it's about that exchange i suppose it's all about sharing and it's all about exchanging whatever this may mean it's um it's about creating something that it's not just about you. Yes. I really 
would like to talk about us and not about just me. And I think that um, if in our society, this idea would become much stronger than is now, I think we will make a great achievement. Yes, as we talk about Human Rights Day tomorrow, we talk about what is going on in the world at the moment. You're absolutely right. Do you feel that music is a calling for you? You know, because in many ways, when I listen to your sounds, there's always a strong message, even in your instrumentals. <laughs> uh, I've grown up with a certain idea. Um about music and about the role of the artist. There has been times in history where the artists were embodying the needs of the people and the changes in their society. And through their arts, they were making a statement. You know, I'm into this league. Yes. Uh, or, you know, at least I would like to be into this league. You are. I've often described it as saying, you know, for me, the greatest artists I have appreciated, it's almost like they, on one hand, uh, uh, reflect and on the other hand, represent their community or their people or, 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 or whether it's a, it's, a, it's a small community or a global community. They reflect uh, what is going on and very often represent it. And I think that's very much what you've done with this album. People need people. I keep thinking of the late, I don't know why, but as I was even, the, the last song was playing, and I, I keep thinking of the late uh, Joe Zawinul and how he used to say, everybody used to say to him, you know, in his life, he, he, people would always speak about their people. My people are like this. My people are like that. And Joe Zawinul said, I've been all around the world and worked with people from all different cultures, generations, and everywhere I've found my people. And that's, you know, somehow what this is reminding me of. Of. So in the spirit of Jozo and all, thank you, thank you for, for holding the torch up high. <laughs> Let's but it's, yes. It's not just him. I mean, there's, um, there's been a lot of artists who, were, um, who, who took this kind of a path for their, for their music or for their, for their creations. And most of the time, those artists were the ones who, who made improvements or who made possible to for the music to create something new absolutely you're right i love that and i love i thank you for uh, really looking at what it means uh, the role as a role of an artist you know and and it does go back historically if we look at the artists in society they weren't these elite separated things se separated people historically and years and years gone past they were very much as you said a representation or a reflection of of their communities, their people. So people need people. I'm going to play the title track. Tell us a little bit about this track and who's performing on it. There's um, a young Italian uh, singer called Davide Shorty and, um, and there's um, a beautiful singer, Carolina Bubico, which is from, from, from this part of Italy, uh, from a town called Lecce, which is in the same region of where I live. Uh, in Bari, um, because we wanted to do something that was um, they could, you know, take a hook from 
the uplifting soul of the 70s uh, and particularly uh, with the, that track more on a kind of a late 70s soul disco kind of thing but uh, the, some tracks have this uh, very you know such a uh, strong message to them i think it all comes from you know from marvin gay what's going on and then you know yes. after that uh, a whole lot of things um so but we at the same time we wanted to have some some young um young people from from our community to to deliver this message and um and yeah and and what you hear it's um it's what we have created <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to play it now. Thanks to uh, Sister Angela, who's somewhere in Europe. I'm not quite sure where she is at the moment, but thanks for letting us know that you are listening. And Enoch says uh, he's enjoying the music. He says we are learning. There are lots and lots of other messages on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for the love. I'm Nikki B speaking uh, to uh, Nicola Conte on the World Show and uh, truly honoring this incredible offering that he's brought us once again people need people here's the title track FM 95.9 The title track People Need People Speaking to Nicola Conte It's off his collaborative album With Jean-Luc Petrea. And in fact um, I got a message here from Enoch And he says that he's chatting to uh, Bernice Boycanio One of our great drummers uh, And he said uh, on WhatsApp And he says that Bernice told him That he met you Nicola In Italy in 2016 He was doing a show for Italians in a club And apparently you said to Bernice that, they, that you must make music together and he wants to know whether you remember Bernice Boycanio from South Africa. Uh, 2016? Yes. He said it was... Sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't so long ago. Yeah, I do remember. Yes, he was playing in a club and I'm sure if it's Bernice, he was playing drums. Yes. <laughs> so you still have more South Africans that are saying... We're still here to work with you, Nicola. <laughs> well, but you know what? I mean, this is what I really wanted to say, not because I'm talking to you and I'm, and I'm talking to um, all the South African friends who are listening to Kaya FM. I think that South Africa will, is delivering and will deliver uh, probably one of the most important any interesting uh, new thing in music. I'm totally into what's happening now in South Africa, musically speaking. I think that the music not only has very high level of musicianship, but also has a spirit that um, you can hardly find in music made in other parts of the world nowadays. Absolutely. I feel exactly the same way. And it's so beautiful to hear it from 
you know, from outside South Africa, because I know for myself, I've always been going abroad whenever I do. I play South African music. I share it. I spread it here, there, everywhere. And I just really appreciate um, your, you know, your recognition of that. And um, because I think we have such a diverse range of music of such an excellent quality in so many different genres. And we really do have innovations. And thank you for recognizing that. And hopefully we will see future collaborations with you and more South Africans. Um, it would be fantastic. I wanted to know that in working with South Africans, um, whether you'd ever come across the concept of Ubuntu. In fact, there's, there's, there's a phrase that goes Ubuntu, Ubuntu and Gabantu, which really mean, it's, 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 it means I am because we are which shows a sense of humanity towards others. And for me, that's what this album speaks about. It speaks about a whole lot of other things, but essentially it is an album about this quality that we here call Ubuntu. It speaks about unity. Yes. It speaks about unity of people from, from every part of the world, unity among human beings. We, I think that we cannot suffer anymore a society that is based on the idea that to make profit, you can exploit other people. Yes. This is not acceptable anymore. Absolutely. It's not acceptable, but it's still happening. And that is why we need this kind of medicine, this kind of medicine to inspire us, to give us hope. Uh, especially in these times, to remind us of the value of people and um, honouring that, you know, essentially. Um, thank you for spreading that message through all your work, Nicola. Not just this album, but through all your work, you really have brought us the sense of wherever I am in the world, these are my people, you know, and I think that's absolutely beautiful. We're going to run out of time and I certainly want to play two more tracks off the album. So the next one was, you released it as a single before the full album was out. And as I said, you had fast became a world show hit and I have to play it again tonight. And I love this because it brings another side of musicality into this concept of what you're spreading. It's the higher love. Tell us about who's featured on this track and a little bit more about the track itself. Uh, the, the poet who delivers this track in particular is Rashan Ahmad. He's an Afro-American and he's based on, on the West Coast. Um, when we were thinking about the album, at one point I felt not completely able to express a certain scale, um, some, some issue into a, a poetical way. Uh, such as an Afro-American or an African could do. And, uh, and so I needed, you know, him to actually add to what we have already done or what, or to the lyrics that I have already written, um, an extra edge. Yes. Uh, a farther edge. And, um, and, and this song, like, the higher love. I mean, I, I had a talk with him and I said, you know, we, we are making this album. This album is based on those ideas and on, on those feelings. So we need you to, to embody this conception and, uh, and then deliver it. And, and he did it really, really well. Part of this is that, you know, besides unity, 
we think that um, through the times we have lost, I mean, we Westerns, uh, probably more than than you, um, we have lost um, a very important part of our beings, which is connected to the spirit and to the idea that uh, um, it's not a religious idea. I mean, it, it is also, but, you know, I'm... It's spirit, uh, It's about the spirit. I'm, I'm not a religious person. I mean, but... Um, you know, and I and I mean to all religions, uh, not not one in particular, but um, it's uh, we we are connected with with something that's um, higher than us. It, it, it can't be different. Otherwise, it would have been impossible for um, for um, you know for for the m- simple material to express what the human being has expressed have expressed in through this history so we are connected there is a connection above us is something very mysterious and mystical that's been you know according to the different culture it's been declined in many many ways but this thing does exist from the beginning of time and um, we we have lost this sense of uh, transcendental level of uh, of our lives yes and i think that we have to to gain that back it's through the knowledge through teaching the younger people to to know from they where they come from and to all the beautiful things that are available in the um, human culture Absolutely. So beautifully said. The higher love. Just got to ask you one more question about this track. And the flute player? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny enough, the flute player is Swedish. Okay. And yeah, his, um, his name is Magnus Lindgren. Yes. Um, he, he just composed the music for the Nobel Prize and directed the orchestra. He's a, an extraordinary uh, musician, composer, arranger, and is is very close friends of ours. He's been recording with me since 2010. So it's, it, this is another friendship which lasted over the years, and um, and then created, you know, hopefully some beautiful things. Absolutely. And we also know Magnus, he's been to South Africa a couple of times as well. And uh, I'm very pleased you included him. And I love the flute on this track as well. Speaking to Nicola Conte, I'm Nikki B. It's the World Show, bringing the world to you with music that deserves to be heard. Here is the higher love of the album, People Need People. FM 95.9 Absolutely beautiful So inspiring And I think by now you're going to agree with me This album is completely inspiring Speaking to Nicola Conte And uh, sad but please send our love and appreciation To Gianluca uh, Nicola uh, He said you I should will. speak I yes. will 
Thank you so much. It's such a beautiful, beautiful offering. So this album is available on all digital platforms. Have you released it on vinyl, CD? Is it available? I know people will want to own a copy of this. And oh, yeah, yes, of course. Yes, so people can order it on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, for me, vinyl, it's, it's the, the only thing. Yes. So everything else doesn't, doesn't count for me. Well, you know what I always say, especially living in South Africa when we're talking about music from other continents. Buy the digital, buy the digital version while you wait for the vinyl to arrive. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, digital is much better than actually buying the CD, which is totally useless. Yes. Well, not always. Uh, sometimes the CD is also good to have, but definitely vinyl is the best. So it is available on all platforms and it wouldn't be a problem to get. I think on Bandcamp, they also offer you, you, you also offer that people can order the vinyl. Yes. Nicola, thank you so much for joining us. But more than that, thank you for your work always. And not only your work, but this incredible consciousness that you spread that really, you know, for me, even this conversation has been affirming so much of what you've said is very close to my heart in terms of your belief, in terms of spreading love in the world, particularly even more so right now. Thank you very well, much. Thank you, Nikki. I mean, as I said before, you are too kind. Uh, but uh, um, I, I do wish that uh, the people who are listening, um, they, I'm, I'm just wishing. I, I mean, I, I think that th these are times where, where the artists they have to make an effort to not, you know, saying the usual old things, but making making points and and trying to 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 open new doors and open new dialogues and express ideas even if that may sound you know a bit tricky at the beginning because it, I understand everybody is expecting to hear maybe the same things. Not on so, the world, certainly yeah. not on the world show. <laughs> They're expecting to hear new things on the world show. <laughs> so, and I think that that is a growing mindset. But, you know, I appreciate even what you're saying because it really is an amazing platform that artists have to be able to spread messages through their sounds. And it's not just lyrics. It can be, as I say, instrumentals as well. They certainly carry a frequency which, with consciousness, can make a difference. It does. Yes. I'm going to end this feature with the last track on the album. And let me tell you, everyone, this album from top to bottom is beautiful. I've listened to it from beginning to end and you need every song. But the last song is Mother of the Earth. And I think it's an appropriate way to end. What would you like to say about this track, Nicola? The, it's about nature and it's about our connection with with nature and uh, it's um, um i do live in my hometown um my house is just by the sea and for me just to you know stay sit there and watching you know the the horizon and watching the waves and uh, listening to the sound of the sea and seeing nothing in front of me so my mind can really fly and i think that is so important i mean we have to we have to save 
our planet uh, from being you know, destroyed by the greediness of small minority, I guess. Thank you so much. Yes, it all comes back to Mother Earth. Mother of the Earth is the name of this track. Thank you so much, Nicola Conte. And uh, I look forward to more long chats with you on the World Show in the months and years to come. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it has been my pleasure, Nikki, and my pleasure to be with all the people. Yes, and with your uh, African family, because let me tell you, it's growing. <laughs> thank you, Nicola Conte, and thank you, Gianluca Petrea, as well. We're going to end this feature with Mother of the Earth. Go out, get the album. People do need people. The World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.